Friends, Mercedes here, and I'm going to talk to you guys about an awesome, rad, much needed company called Sheltered Co. Sheltered Co. was created by a mother for her autistic daughter. It's crocheted by hand in Los Angeles with dead stock fabric with no added fillers. This is a weighted blanket that helps children and adults regulate their body from stresses of everyday life. It also helps with better sleep and you guys, it's gorgeous to look at and will make any room in your home look cozier and more comfortable. Please, if you're in the market for a weighted blanket and even if you're not, but you need better sleep and to regulate your body or your child's body, please head over to shelteredco.com. Use the discount code LUCKYFEW15 for 15% off and purchase yourself a beautiful quality blanket. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Lucky Few podcast where we are shifting the narrative by shouting the worth of people with Down syndrome. This is Heather. Micah. (laughs) Okay, start over. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Lucky Few podcast where we are shifting the narrative by shouting the worth of people with Down syndrome. This is Heather. Mercedes. And Micah. And today we are headed back to school, a lot of us. So we're going to be chatting about sending our kids back to school, what that looks like for us this year, and a little bit about what we did this summer, some ideas on who is supposed to support our kids, who's supposed to teach them to support our kids. We've just got so much going on in this episode. We're grateful you're joining us. Welcome to the Lucky Few Podcast. Okay, parents, educators, pastors, friends, everybody listening, we are headed back to school. It is time. Back to school. I am so excited that as we head back to school, my new children's book, Different, A Great Thing to Be, will also be making its way into classrooms. I believe this book is a great resource as we help our kids navigate the school year as they have opportunities to notice, embrace, and celebrate the different in themselves and in their classmates and those around them. And I trust this book will serve as a powerful tool to help you do just that. And to be sure, here at The Lucky Few, we've created a different classroom kit full of additional resources for you to download and use to create a whole different kind of lesson for our kids and our students. Here's what we have included in our different classroom kit. We have a different conversation guide, which helps get the conversation going with you and your students, a different self-portrait, a different kind of bingo, a tell me more about that writing activity, a writing activity that what what I like about you and printable kindness cards that you can print, cut out and send home with your students and have your students send to one another. All of these items are available to you for free. This is a free resource we've created to go along with the book, Different, A Great Thing to Be. You can head to heatheravis.com slash different to download this free resource guide and print these out to use in your home, your classroom, your churches, wherever you want to use them, because friends, different is a great thing to be. Hey, girls. Hey. Hi, girls. (laughs) Hey, hey. Here we are. Summer's coming to a close. 
The oh. sun is going down at 8.30 now. Instead of, instead of 8.35. It's so uh. sad. As soon as the sun starts going down in the eights again, yeah. I start to feel that summer closing, the fireflies are drifting away into the dusk and life is changing. Where, where do fireflies go in the winter? They die, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and they just come back to life? Like know. flowers, like they must. Or perennials. They must be, maybe they, maybe do they like, hibernate? Well, like June Charlotte. bugs, right? They go with the June bugs. Where do the June bugs go? Well, technically, the they are June go? bugs, aren't they? Aren't fireflies like siblings of June bugs or cousins or something? I I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, Charlotte's web, she puts all her babies into her little net and then she dies. And then she And dies. then they get born after. So maybe yeah. fireflies stick their babies in the ground or somewhere and then they live through the winter and then they wake up in July again. I don't know. That's I don't know. Our summer read um Charlotte's Web. I was just going to say guess. anyone in anyone Such who a is a third book. grader, spoiler alert, friends because I think that's second <laughs> or third grade or okay. second grade. I'm that sorry to let you know. Alert. I'm so sorry, everybody. Yes, Charlotte does die at the end of Charlotte's <laughs> Web. Saying it again. They may have missed it the first time. I kind of like that, though. I need to know about shockers. <laughs> yeah. I can't yeah, process in real time. I, like I don't. <laughs> I read Charlotte's Web out loud with my kids. And yes, that's what I, I just, I mean, it was my third or fourth time to read that book. And I sobbed my way through those last, yes. that those pages. So yeah good. so it's good. A good one it's a good one that's third grade you said Merce is it third grade I read? thought okay. it was a part of my second grade read okay. aloud but um I think because I'm reading it out loud to the kiddos I don't know if um I think it was I'm trying to remember what who Macy's yeah. teacher was when we did Charlotte's Web and Sunny. I think it was Miss Dana oh cute Sunny's not reading it yet <laughs> on her own chapter books but we're getting there guys that's so great that's that is great how is sunny may give us a quick oh, little something. update on sunny may um she's doing good um goodness what is she all about she had pneum- uh, pneumonia for a good part of july i felt like recovery right so she had it and then takes time to recover and I feel like she's just now back to her spunky self because then she needs like lung recovery I feel like where she's still like her bub- she gets bubbly but then like I can tell on hikes or like after play dates she gets real exhausted so um but other than that she's doing good we're back to Terry Brown's we kept missing Augie so we missed him and when he was a part of the summer group right yeah so if we did for the now summer we're back. yeah <laughs> Terry invited Augie to be a part of the group session and I, I need to decide. So my kids started school today, which we can talk about in a little bit, but that is something I need to decide if we're going to yeah. go to Mrs. Brown's and take the kids out of school for those days, yeah. um, which we were, but it was only every other Friday. Right. And so what we every need to Wednesday. make those decisions. Yes. Mm. Um, so we'll we're back at Terry's and then now I feel like I'm doing all these little like even like homeschool parent evening get started the right way like get togethers there's like a little webinar coming up I'm switching over to school year which feels good like I feel the third year as a homeschool mom I finally feel like I'm prepared and ready for school to start if that makes sense yeah before I'd roll into it like we're doing this 
we're doing this. Oh my gosh, we're here. Uh, quick, get him a packet. You know, where yeah. now I'm, um, I'm, I'm feeling way more confident. So I feel like that rubs off onto Sunny and Rhodes, which feels nice. I think we're all antsy for school to start. Is that funny? Like we've done the summer thing. We've done it well. Now we want our school routine. So yeah. when's your official start? Monday. Monday. Okay. Mm -hmm. Monday. Which will be the day before this comes out. So the 16th. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. And you, Whoa. Micah, your kiddos go back after Labor Day. Right. My, well, yeah. my two oldest boys actually go back August 31st. Okay. And then Ace is after Labor Day. Um, so I think his is like the seventh or the eighth or something like that. Wow. So we still have a little bit of summer left, but we really didn't have June off at all. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, but it's been, we are, this is everything right now we have our really good friends from San Francisco visiting. And then after they leave, it'll just be like, whoo. Like all of the traveling and all the yeah. places is, is going to be done and we'll just have a little bit of, um, downtime and mm -hmm. then we'll get back to it. Wow. Yeah. Wowza. Yeah. We started Macy and Augie started today and which is, um, today that we're recording. This is August 11th. Okay. Well, we I was just going to say, oh, go ahead. No. Okay. Um, that I was saying that we were talking about. Heather's recent post. Yes. We were talking about Heather's recent post about Macy's going into middle school and what life was like for Heather in seventh grade and just all of those feelings coming back. It, it was, a, it was intense and it <laughs> gave me some tears, Heather. Yeah. Um, it, seventh grade was intense. I mean, for the listeners and I actually wrote a, blo a blog post about this after I found out that my children's book was a New York times bestseller because I am in therapy right now for a lot of reasons, but at my first session, my therapist, you know, it's like that, let's get to the, your childhood wound mm -hmm. kind of a thing. And, um, I think people usually go to their parents, speaking of trauma with your parents who forced them into language schools. My parents forced me to do piano, but my childhood wound isn't with my parents. I like, I, I'm like, I can't force that. I can't make something there. That's not there. Um, I have a great relationship with my parents. I feel really grateful for the way I was raised. And of course, you know, they, they stumbled along the way too, just like any of us would, but my childhood wound is with, um, friendships and relationships in school. And I thought of a memory in fifth grade that I just like, I've thought about before, but that what it brought up, I just started weeping. Like it, I it like affected me physically. Mm -hmm. And then I remember it as I was processing in seventh grade, I was bullied. And I, like, I remember this and seventh grade memories, I have some good memories, but I mostly remember like showing up I remember a good friend of mine who's my friend since kindergarten having a sleepover at my house that like a Friday, Saturday night sleepover. And then Monday going to school and she was standing with this eighth grader who was kind of known to be more like a tough girl and with a couple of my other friends. And um, this eighth grader walked up to me and started like cussing me out. And I didn't know where it was coming from and was basically like, if you talk to us ever again, we're going to F and kick your A and like went off on me. And then it, and that started it. And I don't remember how long it lasted, but I remember being terrified to go to school, um, walking from the bus where the bus dropped off. I lived in the mountains, so everyone rode the bus. Very few people were um, driven to school or walked to school. And I, and going to a teacher's room and like avoiding certain pathways during passing periods and just being terrified of running into her. And like a couple of times coming out of PE and she was like waiting for me outside of PE, just like going off on me. 
And I just didn't know why and how terrifying that was. And then my therapist is like, um, over time, like you realize Macy's going into seventh grade. Right. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like making that connection of, I have so much hurt from that. And I don't, I don't trust middle school. And then I'm going to send my kid who has down syndrome, you know, like who doesn't, who has such significant differences in needs to middle school. Are you kidding me? That feels like the stupidest thing anyone would ever do. So processing through that and trying to figure out what is mine and what is hers and not projecting onto her and just navigating it is, I'm glad that I, that I'm in therapy and I'm glad that I have someone to talk through that with just because I see how it's affected. I'm 39 years old and it still affects the work I do, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So all that to say, I think you send your kid to school the first day of school or to anywhere, right? Like Mercedes, you homeschool. When you send your kid Mm -hmm. to a place that you are not to be this um, independent person in these spaces where other adults are in charge, it's like, there is my heart functioning outside my body. Mm -hmm. And I'm supposed to just do this. Like I'm supposed to just walk away and like high five them and then come back and, and my kid with down syndrome, isn't telling me verbally what Mm -hmm. happened at school. Right. And if there's a bad behavior, it's like, well, that behavior came from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And Macy's not saying the kid in my math class rolls his eyes at me or whatever. Like I'm scared of this person or no, it looks like a behavior okay. that everyone says is a bad behavior. Yeah. And there's so much less grace and it's, oh, it's so layered. It's so layered. But middle school is kicking my butt, the thought mm-hmm. of it. So there you have it. and is Macy fully included with an aid going in how does that look for middle school with like transitions and stuff yeah she is um middle school is six periods a day and Mm -hmm. so we are having her do three periods in an RSP class Mm -hmm. Um, math English and history are Mm -hmm. in a resource class and then science PE and her elective are in a gen ed setting Mm-hmm. Um, she does have a one-on-one who is with her all the time. It's the same age she had in fifth grade oh, and wonderful. sixth grade, but sixth grade didn't really, we didn't yeah. really do sixth grade. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he is really incredible. He gets it. Like he doesn't hover. He gets Macy. He's, if he is ruffled by her, he doesn't show it. He's like very mild mannered, but not, but me. Won't let me see walk all over him. It takes mm-hmm. a particular person, yeah. I think, to be a successful one on one with a lot of our kids and with Macy in particular. So his name we call him Mr. P. And I told Mason she was gonna have like see Mr. P. And she goes, No, I do not want him. Mm-hmm. I'm like, shoot, <laughs> like what in the world? Right. And and then we as she and I were able to like process through that in the ways that she communicates, she let me know that she wants to do it on her own. So I said, that's great. Mr. P is the perfect person for that. You do what you do and he's going to be there if you need help. And if you don't, that's fine. He's just there if you need help. So we'll see. Was that a hard decision to make to have her be in those three for the three periods in their resource class? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to take up a ton of time, I guess. Oh, sorry. Our podcast, I'm like, though. oh, let me catch up no, on I, yeah. and Heather. <laughs> yes. I, 
it's a really hard decision to make. I, so let me, I think I've talked about this before. Here's my parable. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay. Um, maybe it's not a parable. Biblical. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the word when you have a, a story? This is like an easy word. Yes. yes. No, I get what you're saying. Metaphor. Uh, Thank you. A, a metaphor. Here's it. Here it is. You, when kids go to school, to elementary school, and again, sorry if I've said this before, but I feel like it's worth saying again. When you don't have a disability and an IEP, I don't have an intellectual disability, you walk onto campus and you're handed a passport that gives you access to your whole school. Mm-hmm. And you go to your gen ed class and you're with your peers and you're just there. You're a part of the entire school. And when you walk on campus with, with an intellectual disability and an IEP onto a school, onto a campus that is non-inclusive, that doesn't mm-hmm. have inclusive practices built into the fabric of their school, then you are given a visitor pass from time to time. You're mm-hmm. not handed a full passport. You're put into a space separate from a lot of the, your peers. And occasionally you can visit them at lunch or if you're only if you have good behavior or whatever it is. And so I, we started fighting for that passport um, or saying Macy deserves this passport in first grade and third grade, we got it. What that looked like for us specifically was an inclusion specialist to modify curriculum as a main support that she needed to be in a gen ed setting the whole day. And she already had, a, she has a one-on-one. She already had one. She got it in first grade. So that was her first time really spending the majority of her day in a gen ed setting with the right supports in place. I feel like we were, we got the passport. So we had it, held on to it, moved schools. I explained this analogy is where I'm looking for this parable analogy metaphor to <laughs> the staff, like to help people understand where I'm coming from, that we're not giving up this passport, um, which is the IEP and the supports we have in place, excuse me. <clears throat> and then when we transitioned into middle school, that was the question. How much do we give this up? You know, like, what do we do here? Because Macy is not reading yet outside of sight words in the small books. You know, she's at like, I probably like a preschool reading level. Macy's not adding yet. Um, And so then you talk to teachers who are like, well, they're doing like trigonometry. I don't know if that's what they're doing, but basically in eighth and seventh grade. Right. And she's in with 36 students and you know, how does it benefit her? Blah, blah, blah. So then it's like, okay, if the school is not on board to radically change and implement inclusive practices throughout the whole school, is it better for Mason to be in a class with 36 seventh graders doing this math or in a class with 15 or 18 Um, who are all working or on their individual IEP goals. So Mm -hmm. what feels different is every kid in middle school and high school is going to six periods. So the bell rings, she goes to another class, the bell rings, she goes to another class. Mm -hmm. And so if the other class she goes to for that hour of math is a a resource class, um, everyone's going to a different math class that hour. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how it feels in my head. So and that feels like this, the right step because the next step, which was suggested to us for this school year is a self-contained SDC class that she's in for the whole day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I told them like, I, I can't, I'm not giving you my passport. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Macy's not giving up her, that passport and Macy's well-being is more important than the passport. Mm-hmm. So when we need to cross that bridge into a more restrictive environment because it's best for her, mm-hmm. we will. 
Um, I just don't believe it's best for her right now. I don't think, I don't think it should be ever, but if they, if our hand is forced because of a lack of inclusive practices, then we will. So that's Mm -hmm. my very long answer. I just think it's important for our listeners to hear that, you know, just because Macy is the oldest one within this or three Mm -hmm. kiddos and middle school and high school, I feel like are, um, such mystery zones. So I feel like that was, I just, from personal standpoint, just wanted to know what, what are, what are you doing now Mm -hmm. for Macy? And then how did that make you feel? And I don't know. It was just really, I, I like that. Me too. That was really helpful for me to hear that too, as I'm thinking about, um, ACE this year and we've, we, you know, I, we did a whole show on why I chose not to pursue inclusion for kindergarten for him. Um, and part of that was COVID, like no one's going to be together anyway. Uh, so let's just get him in a good space. And I, but it, as we're going into this first grade year, I've asked for more inclusion opportunities. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm going to be pushing my way towards, um, towards more and more and more as we figure out this school and we figure out. So I love your passport analogy. Mm-hmm. I that think is, analogy is the word. I think analogy, analogy. was the word. Yeah. Do you have it written down, Heather? I need that. I need that. I'll so write it down. And I, and I do need to I give credit, to it. Read credit it where out. credit is due. The person who told me about a passport the first time that idea of a passport was Nancy Littekin from club 21. Oh, good. In first grade, I went to club 21 one Saturday. Um, and Nancy is the best. And she's just like, how are you doing, Heather? And you know, you know, there's certain people, as soon as they ask you, you just start bawling. Crying. Yes. <laughs> so I just started bawling and I was supposed to go into a session and she and I just sat and talked for an hour. And she was the one who said, um, Macy, Macy deserves a passport to her school. Mm-hmm. And that was like, yes, this is, this is such a great picture, such a good yeah. analogy. So yeah, I can't take credit for that. It's Nancy Litikins. Awesome. I don't know where, yeah, she probably made it up because she's brilliant that way. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, I think this is a good transition into what we're going to be talking about today, which, you know, we're really already talking about, but we're talking about supports for our kids Mm -hmm. and what we experienced this summer and what we experienced going into the fall or what we need as we're going into the fall and whose job it's supposed to be. Like, are we always on or is, should should the world be easier? (laughs) (laughs) Come on world. Um, But before we jump into that, I just want to read a review because we haven't read our review yet this morning or whatever time of day you're listening to this, my friends. Uh, But this is one of your sweet reviews and wait for it. This is their name. Get excited, everybody. This is their (laughs) name. N N J N J N J N J N J N J N J N J N J, which I really think it's stands for now New Jersey, New Jersey, New Jersey, New Jersey, New Jersey, New Jersey. I think so too. Yeah. Okay. Great. I'm glad we all agree. It's a great state. And this is what they have to say. They say, I cannot thank all of you enough for talking about housing and featuring Nate Diskent, founder and executive director of Co-Homes. Woohoo, Co-Home! My son, Matthew, is 34, and we have been successful with securing many resources he likes, except for housing. Adult life is challenging, especially when our adult children want what their siblings have and have Mm -hmm. no other choice but to live with mom and dad. 
We all love each other, but let's face it, everyone deserves to find their independence, and too often that's not an option for our adult kiddos. Nate's vision is what we've been looking for, and we have already connected. You are all doing great work, and our family thanks you. Yes. Awesome. (gasps) That is so great. That makes Um, me want to tear up. That's uh, really great. And listeners, I mean, this is what we want this podcast to be. We want to be giving you the information you need so you can make the best decisions for your kiddos um, and the people you love. And so uh, we're so grateful that we got to introduce you to Nate. And um, I'm so grateful he's my neighbor. Mm. And uh, this is so great. So, So don't forget listeners, friends out there to review our show on Apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, especially if you like it, you know, if you don't, don't worry about it, but otherwise you should do that. Uh, and we would love to read your review aloud next week. We love reading these and we appreciate your support so much. Let's chat, pals. (laughs) Okay. I, so we can talk more about school. Um, I've, I have this question for you, for you friends that I think about often. And it is how much, how much are we supposed to do in terms of offering support or not even support, educating people who are supporting our kids? Mm -hmm. How much are we responsible for? So at schools is one thing at church. We went to, um, a place this summer that, that the people in charge of our kids were obviously not trained Mm -hmm. at all in how to support kids with disabilities. And we did not have a great time, um, because of that. And I felt like they kept looking to me, like, what do we do? What do we do? And I thought, dude, I'm on vacation. Like, I'm not here to teach you how to do this. Y'all should have had some training. Mm-hmm. So, or like going to a dance class. If we, if we are putting our kids in inclusive environments, how much are we in charge of educating the people in charge? Mm. Hard question, Heather. <laughs> Silence, crickets. Well, I feel like, um, so I guess as a, a mom to a little, like I feel like Sunny's seven or no, she's eight. I feel like I am still expected to. Does that make sense? Like, I feel like at her age, I guess maybe I'm saying you may not like my answer, but yes, because we are going into um, not because our world works in sections, right? If we were going to disabilities camp, okay, I should be able to come freely no problem. How am I thinking about all the things, but no, we're still working so hard to integrate Mm -hmm. and to make family camp actually accessible for all families. Um, so yeah, like I would expect to, I guess it's annoying to, and it's a bummer to not let down your guard, but I, I usually expect to Mm -hmm. everywhere I go because sunflower is unique to the rest of the world, you know? which is annoying, not annoying, but which is sometimes tiring, you know, most times tiring. (laughs) I feel like, and this is, I mean, maybe my situation because of ACE's age and moving and COVID 
for the most part in his life, the places where we placed ourselves in San Francisco were places where he was known and loved his whole life, like church. Mm-hmm. He, he was born into our church. He was loved from the moment he was born. Our children's minister was like studying up on mm-hmm. how to best support him, having his teachers read, you know, articles on how to best support him. We just had an amazing setup. And so besides church, most of his life was like following his brothers to practice or to like whatever they had and then going to therapy. So in therapy, he was, you know, supported. I didn't need to do anything there. And at school he was supported. And then at church I had amazing people and then COVID and then moving and then not talking to people at all or going anywhere. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think that I have fully experienced it. And maybe it is him being the youngest because I haven't really tried. Like we haven't, we were talking about possibly playing soccer this fall with him. And that would be a new thing. Or, you know, as we start to get involved at this school, now that we're allowed to talk to other parents, hopefully, um, I think it'll, I'll have to come back to you. Cause I feel like I just really haven't experienced that yet. And I haven't tried really to go to church yet. I agree with you, Micah. Like, I think the age thing for sure makes the difference, right? Like it's still kind of like handholding, like, okay, this is sunflower. I'm going to drop her off, but I would do the same thing to Rhodes. You know, he's kind of on the shyer side. Can you, like, I'm still, I feel like in that, um, season of, you know, kind of handholding all my children, all the people that work with them because they're little and like emotional or blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah. But I could see how in the future, as she gets older and does older things, drop off is expected, right? Or just natural. And then, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with both of you. I think the age thing is, is so huge. And like, even the things with Mason, um, we're not dealing with that with August as much. Part of it also is their, what the different supports that they that they need. Yeah. They just need different supports, but also being little. And it wasn't, we, the thing this summer that felt really hard that made me like, think about this a little bit more is, um, something we've been doing since Macy was, was a baby. Like we have mm-hmm. pictures of her at this place on oxygen, not walking yet, you know, like a tiny baby. And you know, when a baby is a baby, they're a baby. Like, like what you guys are yeah. saying when they're little, yeah. they're little. And mm-hmm. even our kiddos with down syndrome, even as they get to be like six, seven, eight years old, physically, they're usually still little, like their mm-hmm. body size is still a little bit little. They're still developmentally behind their peers mm-hmm. in so many ways that I think they're still looked at as littler. Yeah. Sometimes that can be to their detriment, but I feel like oftentimes their behaviors and are excused more so like they would yeah. for a little kid than a big kid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or like they're, you just can pick them up. Like I, we can't pick Macy up anymore. We cannot, mm-hmm. we cannot physically move her in places. Um, and again, that's a whole other conversation about, about when you should move kids and whatever, but that's not what we're talking about right now. But I do think, yeah, the age thing is, is huge. And I, and as we have sought out, um, inclusive settings or just quote normal life for our kids and, Mm -hmm. and expected to be in places where all people are with Mason and with everybody, um, I, have had to and expect to educate those who are in charge 
but it's freaking exhausting. And it's Mm -hmm. like, at what point, at what point do I not have to do that anymore? And maybe the answer is never, maybe Mm -hmm. we just do this forever. And maybe I just want people to like, I think we're all preaching to the choir here, but I want people to hear that, you know, like that we as parents are walking into spaces that our kids deserve to be in already exhausted because parents Mm -hmm. is exhausting and educating you when you can do like what Micah's church did. You can pick up a book, you can go online, you can create a plan, ask me questions. Sure. But like there's other places you can go to ask questions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It just starts to feel exhausting in this summer at this particular place. It was just like calling us out of adult sessions to Mm. get her. It's like, no, you guys, this is not, this is not Mason's problem. Like what's Mm -hmm. happening here is not Macy's problem Mm -hmm. or my problem. Mm -hmm. And there needs to be support in place and training and education in this particular space, or we're not coming back. Mm -hmm. And eventually families don't come back. You know, Mm -hmm. I think as our kids get older, we stop going places Mm -hmm. and you know, who's going to be okay. If we stop going places, we are like, you know, who's not the rest of the world who doesn't get access to our kids and opportunities Mm -hmm. for relationship. And it feels like this cycle that I don't know how to avoid, but I really want to. Did you end up having a conversation with that camp about what you needed? And is that, I mean, is that the answer that we just have to be straightforward, say what we need and ahead of time is our job to like set them up and then take a step back and let them have the chance to do it well. Yeah. There was a conversation going into that space, um, prior and, and it just, it didn't seem to matter that there was, there was some conversation ahead of time and a follow-up conversation will happen. I have not made it happen yet, but it needs to, Mm -hmm. um, even if we decide not to go back, a conversation still needs to happen, but it was just very obvious, like a lack of training that, And I would offer, I'll come back next summer and you can pay me for my time and expertise. You know, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. if you want me to come to your dance class and you want me to come to your school and you want me to come to your church and you want me to come to your camp, whatever, great. And you can pay me because my time is worth it, you know, Mm -hmm. and my understanding and expertise is worth it. So I think that's a piece too. Mm -hmm. But yes, I, a conversation was had and yeah, it, it just didn't happen. Mm-hmm. I think that's such a, I mean, this is making me think about as we start to go into these spaces, like, you know, as Mercedes and I were saying with our kids being a little smaller and younger, how, how do we communicate what we expect? And maybe that's the answer mm-hmm. is not yeah. as much like I, not as much hoping that they have it together, but to say, Hey, we're coming into this space here's how, this is what I expect from you. Let me know if you are not going to be able to provide that or Mm -hmm. what you need to be able to provide that. Mm -hmm. And I wonder what that looks like. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think it looks like, I think part of it for me is, and I'm sure you guys agree that there do just need to be, my husband, I call them like shoulder down spaces. Mm-hmm. where you can just exhale and not have to worry about it, you know, mm-hmm. and not have to, not have to explain to the person over here who could be your good friend, 
why mm. things are happening the way they are, you know, because you're around people who get you and get your family and get your kids. Yeah. And those moments are important. I I have a question for you, Heather. In in spaces like the the dance classes, the dance studios that have worked for Mason, or even like Peace, Love, and Hip Hop, where you went um, in South Carolina and had an amazing experience for Macy's birthday this past summer. What are they doing that is setting her up for success? And when it's not working, what's happening? Um, I think what's happening is a preferred activity versus a non-preferred activity. So Macy Mason is going to be successful because she's doing something she loves, mm-hmm. right? So it, she's going into a space already feeling confident about the thing that's happening in that space. It's when there's opportunities in front of her that challenge her or things she doesn't necessarily want to do mm-hmm. that there are those behaviors. I'm using air quotes. They are behaviors, but the things that people want want to have dealt with, you know? Mm-hmm. So if the, she's in a new hip hop class right now, and I'm just like highly aware of, um, I'm staying and watching and she, I'm like aware of the things that I might need to address, but because hip hop is her love of life, she's showing up and she's willing to push through the, the moments that are overwhelming for her compared to like hiking to a waterfall or something. Yeah. And when she shuts down, most of the time her shutting down is like the flop and drop. And Mm -hmm. she's like, I'm not participating anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's just trying to get her to move or do something else. Is that right? Yeah. And to uh, um, someone who's unfamiliar, their go-to is usually like to hover, like to try to convince her otherwise. And the more people that hover, the more frustrated she is. She just needs space. So then it, then it can turn into hitting whoever's closest to her, spitting at people. Is that her, like when she's at her most stressed yeah. or her go-to is, I hate you. You're mean. You're a liar. She says that. <laughs> <laughs> Quotes. Oh, God bless. Quote. We're going to put that on a t-shirt. I hate you. You're mean. You're a liar. <laughs> Man, our Lucky Few podcast t-shirt shop is just getting good. It's so diverse. It's so diverse. <laughs> it's very diverse. <laughs> a shirt for everyone <laughs> oh shoot anyways I like that this turned into a I feel a little bit like I dominated this conversation and I'm sorry if that felt annoying to anyone but thanks for the questions and the the talking <laughs> no I'm really I happy yeah I loved it too I just I think it's so good I mean Heather I'm sorry that you're going first between the three of us that, that's hard but I feel like for me I'm always learning from these new experiences you're having with Mason and it's helping me get my head around what do I need to do when I'm going into a space and what does it mean to set ace up well? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And Mason's just not the kid who is the, the one like the down syndrome heroes who are highlighted, you know, who mm-hmm. can easily fit into a space. That's not who she is. So it does feel like you hear all these stories from teenagers and young adults who are doing these big things. And Macy will and can do big things, but she's not that kid. And it's not a bad thing that she's not Mm -hmm. that kid. I just feel like we don't hear a lot about the kids who are struggling more so than those who are succeeding, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that makes a lot of parents feel, I feel alienated in that. Mm -hmm. I feel like, man, if only 
Macy could be the kid who did this thing. And I think that's part of that grief Mercedes. We talk about a lot, that cycle of grief. And I watched Mason having a hard time going to middle school and watched all the middle schoolers around her who are internally having that struggle, but can push through it, you know, yeah. and that grief of like Mason, just, just do it, you know, like, <laughs> ah, just be the teenager, like show up as the 13 year old and having to process that. And it's a lot. And I think a lot of parents feel that way. And I think we should talk about it more. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate you being willing to Heather share. Thanks girl. Mm-hmm. I think we could talk a lot more about all of this and we can, that's what we have. We have a whole podcast that we can choose what to talk about, <laughs> um, but I'm grateful for the conversation and thankful for you girls and your friendship and all our listeners. We'd love to send feedback to hear how this was um, for you, the things that you are going through and how we can be cheering you on and supporting you. Um, before we head over to some good news, we're going to hear from our sponsor for the week, and then we'll be back with good news and what we are celebrating. All right, friends, I'm here to talk to you about Sheltered Co. It's a wonderful quality company that makes weighted blankets. It's the only crocheted weighted blanket on the market. It's sturdy pattern will last over time and it gets better and better with time. It comes in three sizes to choose from and new colors come out every month. This quality blanket was created by a mother who has an autistic daughter and she knows the importance of regulating your body and the need for better sleep. So if you are in the market for a quality weighted blanket please check out Sheltered Co. It's crocheted by hand in Los Angeles with dead stock fabric that has no added filler. So you can head over there now, use the discount code LUCKYFEW15 for 15% off. And you guys, you won't regret it. This blanket, I have two of them myself. I love them for me personally and for all of my kiddos. It does get better with time, softer, and it's so gorgeous and will make any room in your home look so comfy and cozy and beautiful. Head over to shelteredco.com, use the Lucky Few 15 for 15% off, and grab yourself a blanket. You won't regret it. All right, we're back, and it is time for some good news. Truly, take it away. Time for good news, time for good news. Everybody, welcome to the good news. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we are back with good news. And even though I guess we spent a whole episode talking about how hard junior high is, I do want to celebrate. I dropped Macy and Augie off at school today. Good news. Mason, you know, we can't go on campus because of COVID, but she got to the gate and didn't want to wait for her one-on-one and wanted to walk to class by herself. And then I just watched her walk away. (laughs) (laughs) And then I got a text from her teacher that said, Mason's here. We started off with a 10 second dance party and all as well. So that is good news. Excellent news. Yeah. And August just walked up the stairs, like gave me a kiss. Bye mom. I love you. And then walked into school like the boss beautiful yeah Uh, that's my good news i love that we have um good news from a listener 
Um, Making Millie Stones says, my seven-month-old girl with Down syndrome is sitting with some assistance. She's working so hard. Smiley face. Good so news. <laughs> it is good news. That. That's hard work. Mm-hmm. I love that. I remember those days and they Me were too. so sweet. Um, I have good news. We just got back from being with my family in Texas, having some cousins camp. And, you know, I just, as we were having this conversation, I was just feeling gratitude for how much I don't have to work hard when I enter into my space with my family, how Ace is just um, loved and celebrated exactly as he is. Mm. Uh, And he just loves his uncles and we had a big slip and slide at this house that went into like a little pond. It was unreal. And so fun. And Ace was just like going down slides with his uncles and his big, like he's got 18 and 21 year old boy cousins who are the best. Oh, we just had the, a blast. We even took a picture of like, there's now, I think eight or nine people in our family with the lucky few tattoo. Yes. Just, a lot of love and I'm just feeling so grateful. That's my good news. Just like how, how much my family supports me and ACE and all of us. So. Love it. That is good news. I love it. Um, all right. Thank you girls. And thank you to all our listeners for joining us. We would love to hear from you and all your good news. You can leave it through email. You can head to the lucky and you can, or you can direct message us or you can write it in the comments any way that you can get it to us we'd love to hear your good news about your loved one with down syndrome also we are always looking for products and businesses who want to help us shout the worth of people with down syndrome and we love partnering with you and um, you can email hello with the lucky few podcast.com for sponsorship opportunities a huge thank you to our editor josh avis our producer val schleter and our sponsor this week and all of you who have shared the lucky few podcast with friends who have listened faithfully and cheered us on Don't forget, go right now, subscribe, leave a review. We may read it next week. You can leave that on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And dear listener, working your booty off to support your loved one with Down syndrome and you personally with Down syndrome showing up every day as your rad self in the world. You are a shouter of worth and a narrative shifter. So keep on keeping on. We are cheering for you. Can't wait to be together next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.